Facebook's been in the news a lot recently, and as usual, it's not for the best reasons. A lot of their problems stem from their business model. Today, we'll break down some statistics about Facebook and get into how they affect their business. Welcome to Copec Explained Software, the podcast where we make computing intelligible. This week, Dave, we're diving into Facebook. I guess I want to start with how many people are using Facebook? Yeah, Rebecca, you and I have been diving into their most recent filing with the SEC for the first quarter of 2021 so that all of our users don't have to, and we'll have a lot of great statistics to share with everyone today. We looked into their daily active users and their monthly active users, one of the statistics that they feature most prominently in the report. Facebook has 1.8 billion daily active users. Now, what's a daily active user? That's somebody who touches their apps or their website in a given day. So that's amazing. About 2 billion people use a Facebook property on a given day. And that doesn't even include Instagram and WhatsApp, which are also huge in and of themselves. They don't report those numbers as part of this large number. Then they also have another number that's huge, which is their number of monthly active users, which is 2.9 billion. And about two-thirds of those monthly active users are using Facebook on any given day. So a huge number of people, about 3 billion, use Facebook at least once a month, and about 2 billion people use Facebook each day. What we found a little bit surprising is just how many of those users are in different regions. Actually, in the U.S. and Canada, which combined has a population close to 400 million, they only have 195 million daily active users. So about half of Americans and Canadians don't actually use Facebook on a daily basis. Their largest region, as you might expect, is the Asia-Pacific, where they have 760 million daily active users. So Facebook is trying to make money with all of these users or off of all these users. What is the breakdown for how much money they make on each person? On average, looking across the entire world, and I believe the statistic includes Instagram and WhatsApp, they make an average of $9.27 per user per quarter, and a quarter is a quarter of a year. So that might not sound like a lot of money, $9.27, but then remember that they have billions of users. So it actually is a huge number. And what's really interesting when you look in their SEC report is how that differs between different regions. In the U.S. and Canada, they make about $48 per user, but in Asia, they only make about $4 per user. That's a huge difference. They make 12 times as much money for every user in the United States as they do for each user in the Asia-Pacific region. So that shows you why the U.S. is such an important region and Canada to them. In fact, if you look at their revenue as a whole, they make about half of their revenue just from the U.S. and Canada. What I found really interesting is when you look at that revenue per user, how much of it is actually from advertising and how much of it is through other products. So we did some very simple math and 97% of the revenue per user is from advertising. That means that only 26 cents per user is not from advertising. That's right. So really, Facebook, as everyone knows, is an advertising company, but it's really wholly an advertising company. The amount of revenue that they make from other activities compared to advertising is really minuscule. Walk us through a little bit how the advertising works on Facebook. 
So yeah, I've used Facebook for advertising some of my small businesses in the past. And of course, they make it very pleasant for advertisers. It's wonderful how much you can target because Facebook knows so much about each individual user. You can target users based on their specific likes, based on their age, based on their gender, based on where they live. So it's one of the most powerful advertising platforms in the world because you can really get to the very exact person that may want to use your product or service. So you're not wasting money paying for an ad that's going to go to somebody who has zero probability of wanting to actually click on that ad. So Facebook targeting is some of the most effective advertising in history. And of course, companies use it for all sorts of different products, but you might not be aware of a lot of those products that are being advertised because you're not being targeted for them. Facebook does have some rules. There are certain things that they don't allow. For example, they've restricted some kinds of political ads over the last couple of years, and there's certain kinds of things that they find immoral that they don't allow advertising of. But in general, most products or services are able to be advertised on Facebook, and they're able to be targeted to exactly who might want them. So as a user, this is like when I feel that maybe Facebook or the internet is, uh, is psychic. I start researching or looking at Facebook groups around beating an infant or a toddler, and then I start getting ads for infant and toddler food. Right. All the time that you're using Facebook, you're generating data for their advertisers. Everything you do, everything you click, every time you hit like, every time you post a comment, every time you even look at something, believe it or not, Facebook tracks how long you engage with a subject. You can just be scrolling your newsfeed and you spend a long time stopping at one of the posts because you want to really read it in detail. Facebook is tracking that and they're going to show you more similar posts in the future. And they're also going to advertise you products that might be related to the posts that you're engaging with. So every single thing you do in Facebook is another data point that they're using to potentially attract an advertiser to sell you a product. This is, of course, an incredible business model for them. You're getting something out of it too, by the way. You're getting to connect with other people. You're getting to share your experiences. You're finding out about new products. There are benefits to you. And I want to just put very clearly, I'm a free market person, and I don't think there's anything wrong with them having this model as long as users are going into it knowing what they're going into. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that we're all aware of the kind of tracking that's going on. I think it's important that we're all aware of how the algorithm that Facebook uses likely targets us. The other way that this algorithm and Facebook really need to work is to keep me scrolling and keep me engaging. That's essential to their business model. Right. They measure how much time you spend on Facebook. The more time you spend on Facebook, the more time that you may potentially see an advertisement or may potentially click on an advertisement. They sometimes use words like engagement to refer to this. This is also what's getting them into a lot of trouble, is what kind of posts do people tend to engage with? Well, they've been doing a lot of internal research about that. Do people engage with posts that tend to be positive for them or tend to be negative for them? This is part of what the whistleblower who recently came out was leaking. She was leaking documents that were internal Facebook research documents that looked at what are users engaging with, what are different types of users engaging with, and has that been positive or negative for those users? 
I don't want to get into all the details about the recent news articles. Let's keep it kind of big picture talking about Facebook in general. But hopefully this provides you some context for what those news articles are about. Well, this model is really working for them. People are spending a lot of time on Facebook and they're making a lot of money. Yeah. Can you tell us some total figures? So again, we were looking at quarter one of this year. What were their total revenue figures and how much did they make on advertising and how much profit did they make? Sure. I'll go into that. But first, can you just tell us what the time period is for quarter one? Yeah, Facebook actually uses pretty traditional calendar quarters to measure their quarters. So when we're looking at Q1 2021, we're actually looking at the quarter that ended on March 31st, 2021. So their total revenue for that period is 26, around $26 billion. That's a billion with a B. Right. So that means that if they did that every quarter this year, they would make over $100 billion this year in revenue. Around $25.5 billion is revenue from advertising. So it's a huge percentage of their overall revenue. Yeah, we looked at it earlier, right? 97%. It's really a huge amount. That's not their total profit, though. Right. Of course, they have some big expenses. Yeah, they have around 61,000 employees. I mean, those folks want to get paid and deserve to. um, and And other operating costs. So they're bringing home, I guess you would say, around $11 billion. Right, around $11 billion of what you might call profit, which gives them around a 40% margin. So what are a couple of those expenses? Well, they're spending around $5 billion just on research and development. That's new products, understanding their current products, all those next step things, and then around $3 billion on marketing. And remember, there's two kinds of marketing. There's marketing where they want to attract more users or make their users feel good about their brand. And then there's also marketing to attract new advertisers, new businesses that want to put ads on Facebook. So even with those huge numbers, Facebook's revenue actually took a hit in this first quarter. Yeah. And there's been a lot of stories about how their revenue may be affected by some changes that Apple made. You may remember, and we actually covered this on a prior episode that I'll link to in the show notes that Apple made some changes around how users are tracked on iOS. And they've made it harder for apps to actually track users between different apps. And they've also made it harder just in general for apps to track users. As a result, this has made it harder to target users through Facebook's advertising platforms. As a result, businesses have found advertising on Facebook a little bit less attractive because you can target a little bit worse as a result of these restrictions that Apple has put in place. Obviously, this has probably made Facebook pretty upset with Apple, and they've had some public comments about it, including taking out some public advertisements against Apple for these changes. But the results are real. Apple's changes have actually hurt Facebook's revenue, Facebook's revenue has actually declined as a result of these changes that Apple has made. At least that's a speculation. Their revenue has definitely declined somewhat. And the speculation is that it's probably due to some of these changes that Apple has made. So Apple's really hurt Facebook. So why don't we talk now a bit about what this means for us as users? So we now know that Facebook makes their money largely, almost entirely through advertising. Sure, they have other little ventures. They have the Oculus Quest VR headset. They have uh, some little devices that you can use sort of like the Amazon Echo Show. They have a few other ventures, but compared to their advertising revenue, which is 97% of their revenue, they're really pretty minuscule. And we know from what we talked about earlier that they make most of this revenue by getting you to be really well targeted and really engaged with their sites. 
So they really want as much of your time as possible and they want you being interested in the advertisements that you see. So what does this mean for us as users? Like, how should we approach Facebook? Should we be upset with them? Should we want the government to regulate them? What do you think? I think there's definitely some room for some kind of regulation in terms of how social media is used or overseen. But overall, I think actually that is going to come down to us as users and how we are using Facebook, how we're engaging with it and how aware we are of what we're doing with it. Right. We need to be very aware that every time we use Facebook, we're generating data points for their advertisers. So you shouldn't be sharing things on Facebook that you don't later on want to see an advertisement about. If you don't feel comfortable with having advertisers target you based on what you do on Facebook, then the answer is you shouldn't use Facebook. And nobody forces you to use Facebook. In fact, I have a lot of friends who have either stopped using Facebook over the last few years or never really used Facebook that much. You can definitely get by in life, as 50% of Americans and Canadians do, without using Facebook on a daily basis. It's definitely a a decision that you have to weigh. What are your personal benefits and what are the, the negatives? And you get to make that decision. I also want to say something about the regulation. I actually worry about Facebook getting regulated. And let me tell you why. Mark Zuckerberg has actually been encouraging, saying maybe there should be a little bit of regulation. I think there's a reason for that. I think he encourages it because it would really entrench them. Because they have so much revenue and such a head start, they're going to be able to navigate any kind of regulatory waters. If they need to start having people who are monitoring every post, human beings that actually look at every post, they could afford to do that. But a new social network that comes along is going to have a really hard time getting the monetary resources to afford complying with all of those regulations. And so it might actually entrench them as a monopoly, creating these regulations that will ensure that it is harder for new entrants to become popular social networks. So I'm not a big fan of actually regulating them. I'm a fan of us as a society changing how we use Facebook or better educating ourselves about how Facebook works. However, I will make an exception to my feelings about this. I do think children need to be protected because children are not necessarily old enough to understand or have the emotional capacity to restrict themselves from using something like Facebook, which can be so addictive. So I think children are a special class of citizens that needs to be perhaps regulated. So I would maybe favor some regulation around social networks for children. And some of their own internal research about how Instagram in particular affects young people has been at the heart of this recent controversy with the whistleblower. So I think if you have children who are using Facebook, you should really, or Instagram or any large social network, you should really take some time to sit down with them and talk to them about the things we've talked about today in this episode, such as how everything they do is being tracked when they use these sites and how what they do ends up actually being used against them in sort of a sense to try to sell them a product. Yeah, these are definitely really important conversations for all of us to be having. And if you like this episode, we're thinking about doing future episodes on how other big software companies make money. So let us know, send us a reply on Twitter, and maybe we'll do an episode in the future on Apple or Microsoft or Netflix or other large software companies. You can find us at Copec Explains, K-O-P-E-C-E-X-P-L-A-I-N-S. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.